We want to bless the Lord for another beautiful, wonderful, glorious day. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips on the Porter's Gate online broadcast. Porter's Gate is a ministry the Father has established in this season to bring forth his intentions, his counsel, to reveal his will, his mind, his plans, and his purpose for his church. This is a ministry that is established upon the foundation of God's eternal word. The entire word of God is very important to us. We hold dearly to the entire counsels of God's word from Genesis to Revelation. Every word that we read, we believe is the breath of God, is the expression of the mind of God, of the plans of God, of the revelation of Christ to his church. And as we read, you want to have a better understanding as we allow the spirit of God to interpret what we have read and what we are seeing in the word. Our life is solely dependent upon that which the Spirit of God has desired and has ordained for us. So once again, welcome this morning as we join our hands together in prayer, as we join our hearts together in connecting to that frequency of the Father's voice for this new day. We believe the Spirit of God is speaking to his church expressly. And the scripture says, let those who have the ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Welcome. Father, we bless your name this morning. We rejoice in you this morning. We celebrate your heart, your mind. We come before you this morning once again with a heart of adoration. In the beauty of your holiness, we proclaim you reign. We declare your lordship. We declare your authority. Lord, we declare this morning that the heavens proclaim, yes, your majesty. The earth declare your splendor. We bless you this morning. Our heart rejoice in you. Thank you for waking us up. Wherever we are this morning, wherever we are joining from, oh, Father, we pray this morning that our hearts will join with you. Our heart, oh God, yes, Lord, we say, indeed, let your will be done. Let your counsel, let your intention find expression in our life. We declare corporately as a church, may your kingdom come this morning. May your will be done on earth as it is already done in heaven. Our desire this morning is to continually express your intention. We want to see your name being glorified and being magnified in the earth. So we thank you, Father, this morning. Once again, open our eyes of understanding. Illuminate our minds. Reveal to us the intentions of your heart. Help us to see your eternal desire. Your blueprint, oh God, is what we long to see, is what we want to know, so that we can build accurately. Yes, Lord, let this house be built upon the eternal foundation Christ, the rock of all ages, we honor you this morning. We glorify your name. We exalt you in the beauty of your holiness. We celebrate you. Come take your place. Have your way. May your name be exalted. May your name be magnified. May your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if you can hear, it's just pouring. The rain has just begun. It's pouring heavily here. But we want to bless the Lord this morning for another opportunity he has granted us. Yes, to be alive, to be part of this glorious new day. The Spirit of the Lord, without that, amen, is doing something very new in our day. When we say new, amen, we mean the Lord is unveiling, is revealing, is internal uh, desire and blueprint for us. His counsel regarding, amen, his ecclesia is becoming known and clear to us. And we are glad that we are part, amen, of those who are still very much alive and awakened in the reality of the demand of God. We have pledged our life, amen, to him. We have pledged every aspect of our being, amen, for his, for his use. 
We want to be that vessel, yes, that is open. We want to be that vessel that is being worked on, that is being, if you will, that is being purified, that he can pour all that he desires to pour into, so that his name once again can be, yes, be, be, be glorified in the earth. His fame once again, amen, can, can be known in the earth. So welcome once again as we continue to press into God's heart. Now, I quickly want to start this morning by reading one or two scriptures just to kind of give us you know direction insight amen and of course context to where we are what the lord amen is demanding of us of course we are on a journey amen, into the book of acts of the apostle we believe that yes the only way we can effectively carry out heaven's divine counsel and intention is to go back to the divine blueprint the lord said to moses amen when he called him you know to the mountain all right, in, in the concept of building the tabernacle, the Lord gave Moses, amen, the blueprint. They gave Moses, amen, the, the, the dimension, amen, the measure, the yastic, hallelujah, the material, the quality of what needs to be built on earth, hallelujah, so that God's intention can be carried out. Whenever God wants to move or he's moving in the earth, amen, he requires a vessel. And that is a team that we have been looking into this morning. We're going to see that same team again as we go further, amen, in, 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 uh, uh, in Act chapter 8. You will notice that there is a particular, amen, instrument, there's a particular ma manner, or if you will, a method, a way that God, amen, engages with men. And these are things that we don't want to, amen, uh, uh, um, you know, miss out or, you know, take for granted, amen, in, in the quest of trying to honor God or please God or even carry out, amen, his, his, his desire. We have to follow, amen, the divine pattern. We must know, amen, what is required of us. And like I always say, what God says in his word does not just apply to one area of life, does not just apply to pulpit ministry, amen. It applies to the power of how we live life. Lifestyle is what God is about, amen. God wants a people that can reflect, that can walk, amen. Amen. In the in the very footstep, in the very footprint, or, Amen, of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, Peter said to us that Jesus died for us, leaving us an example that we should follow. Amen. His footprint. We want to follow the footprint of Christ. We want to follow. Christ is the divine pattern. Hallelujah. From Genesis to Revelation, amen, you see Christ there manifest. Amen. He's been there. He has always been there. He will always be there. And he's the pattern. He came finally to live a life for us, to show us how we, amen, must live life to glorify the Father. Amen. Everything that we do, amen, be it in our, in our personal, you know, lifestyle work, amen, be it in our, you know, marriage, you know, uh, in the life of, you know, our family, whatever we do in our, in our work, in our business, amen, in our career, everything must be streamlined, amen, to pleasing God to pleasing God. That is the kind of life, amen, the Father, amen, wants us to live. So we're not just talking about one life that is separated. No, everything has to be inclusive, amen. How we, how we see, how we view, how we understand, amen, who we want to, you know, uh, uh, live our life with in terms of marriage, amen. Everything has to be within that, you know, divine sequence of God's purpose. And this is the message that we are bringing. And I'm hoping that, you know, our followers and to as many that, amen, will come across these uh, teachings, amen, will imbibe, will accept, amen, and begin to walk in this. In fact, I want to quickly read the scripture this morning as we continue to look into this concept. Very important, amen. In Second, uh, uh, second Timothy chapter, chapter 3, I mean, very popular scripture, but very profound. Right? I just felt I need to bring this, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, this concept again to us as we continue to unravel the heart of God, the mind of God for this new day. I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says, all scripture, all scripture, all scripture, amen, excluding nothing, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God, all right? And it is profitable, amen, for doctrine. I, I, I think whenever we mention the term doctrine, people kind of get, you know, this, you know, a, a feeling that, no, you shouldn't talk about doctrine. Well, we, we, we need to talk about doctrine because doctrine is a foundation, amen, of or the foundation or the essence, amen, of biblical spirituality. Without doctrine, we don't know, amen, where, amen, to stop. We don't know, amen, how far to go, amen. We don't have, if you will, a bother. We don't have a structure, amen, without doctrine in our life. You say, what is doctrine? Well, doctrine, amen, are the expression, the revealing counsels of God, amen, regarding how we need to, amen, approach the things of God, amen, regarding how we must connect to the things of God, regarding how we must understand, amen, the things of God, amen. God established doctrine itself, amen, in the garden, amen. The Bible says, amen, when he created man, he planted him, amen, in the midst of the garden. He planted him in the midst of the garden. And as he planted man in the midst of the garden, the Bible says he placed two trees, amen, in the midst of the garden, hallelujah. And uh, he, he told man, all right, you, you, you must eat of all, all, all the fruits of the trees in the garden, except, amen, for the two. Except for the two, which, I mean, of course we know is a tree of life, amen, and the tree of the, of the, of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. God specifically told man, Amen. Don't don't touch it. Don't go there. Now that is doctrine. Doctrine gives us, amen. It reveals to us, amen, how far we can go. What are the things, amen, we we we, we can interact interact with, uh, amen. How we must interact, amen. The things we must not, amen. You know that you know delve into you know doctrine gives us you know framework it gives us parameter amen it tells us this is how to engage this is what you must understand if you want to understand if you want to interpret amen if you want to relate amen yeah, the fact that we have spirituality does not mean that yes so we have the freedom you know people equate spirituality amen to freedom well because i'm, I'm a spiritual person therefore i can do anything i can no 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 it doesn't work like that amen in the world of the spirit in the world amen of the things of god amen there are there are there are limitations amen there are limitations there are there are frameworks amen there are value system amen of how to relate and connect to the things of god the reason is to protect us is to guide us amen is to is to keep us aligned that's why christ came he died amen but he didn't just die he walked on us on earth he showed us his walk on earth amen showed us amen certain things we need to understand about life how we must engage life amen but beyond that amen he he resurrected he rose and he, he seated at the right hand of the father and he's still speaking to us amen he's still speaking to us so so doctrine is not just about what we see christ you know uh, did on earth it's also about what he reveals to us amen when he ascended on earth, when he sat amen there are things there are, there are things when you look into the scripture they may seem as if they don't fit into uh, this human realm 
They don't fit. They may not fit into the human realm, but they fit into our spiritual life. Amen. Remember, we live in two dimensions of life. We live, amen, our default position of life, amen, and existence is in the spirit, amen, amen. Our second, you know, abode, amen, or habitation, amen, is the, is the outer human, human life. Hallelujah. This outer life that we are living is not our default life, amen. Our default life is a position in the spirit, and it's important that we understand that we are spirit spirit being Therefore, we live our life via the administration, amen, of the spirit. We are governed by, via, amen, the, the, the economy of the spirit, amen. We are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are alive via the life of God. And that's why God, amen, is emphasizing in this third day that we must become, amen, uh, uh, people who feed, amen, on what? On the fruit of the tree of life because, amen, Christ, amen, is, that, is the revelation of that tree. And he's the only one that we must feed on. Amen. He has come to give us life and that life in abundance. All right. So I'm just trying to establish something. Remember, we are dealing with issues of, you know, of, 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 of the kingdom. And when we talk about the kingdom, amen, we talk about, you know, a, a fivefold ministry that is given to help us, amen, to know how to interact, interface with the things of God. That's the essence of the fivefold ministry. When the Bible says they are given to us, amen, for the building up of the church, amen, well, that's what we are doing. We want to understand how the church can be built effectively so that the church, amen, can strategically carry out, amen, is given assignment, Amen. We, we, we've, got to, we've got to come back to the day, amen, where truth is restored back, not just to us, but to the rightful place, amen. They've been ordained to function. I use the word day because truth is beyond just one, one fraction, one element, amen. Truth is a reality, amen, of, of a life of a person. And we know that in a person, amen, there are different organs of existence, just like in your own human body, amen. You're made up of different organs. All of those parts, amen, carries out, amen, a, a, a divine, you know, function for you to express yourself as human being. That is truth for you, amen. Truth is complex, amen. Truth is, ma is made up of many members, amen. Christ is made up of many members, amen. It's still Christ, but made up of many members. And it's important that we understand that, amen. So we don't run with one aspect, amen, and think we have the truth. We can be so sighted in one area, yet be as blind as a bat in other areas. So we want to understand Stand, amen. The 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 the, the eternal the 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 whole counsels of God. We want to understand the eternal realities of God. When you talk about the eternal things, amen. There are principles. There are there are concepts. There are methodology, amen. To 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 connect with those things, amen. The ways of the Spirit are being revealed to us in this new day, amen. We have run with a, 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 an an assumptive, you know, idea. We have we we have done the things of God, presuming. We have we have undone the things of God, Hallelujah. We, we you know we 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 with an heart of error, Hallelujah. And therefore, in this new day, the Spirit of God once again, as we come with with our heart and our lives, Amen. As we come to the place of the washing, as we come to the place, Amen, of sight, Amen. As we come with the purity of heart, Amen. God is adjusting our sight, is adjusting, Amen, our understanding, Amen. Is knocking off, Amen, the false ideologies and the false belief, the false image, the 
wrong in a template that have been built in us. God is knocking those things out. Yes, and there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of shouting. There's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of fight. Well, it must happen. But guess what? God will have himself a church without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. He will have himself a people on earth. Hallelujah. That is a promise. He said, I will build my church, Christ said. And the gate of hell, as long as the gate of hell is prevailing over us, as long as the enemy, amen, is causing us to run away and hide in holes, as long as the enemy, amen, is, is, is bringing us some strategy that is causing us, amen, to shut up and to be quiet, it means that we are not building in accordance, amen, to divine pattern. Because when you look at scripture, when you study scripture, you will notice, amen, that this church that we have been studying for the past, you know, couple of, you know, uh, uh, weeks now, Amen. It's a strong church. Amen. Though they were very immature. Amen. But it was a strong church. The church as we continue, we'll see how the church continue to grow. The activity. Amen. The challenges, the persecution, the trial. Amen. That, that comes their way is what matures them. God used the persecution. God used the trial. God used. Amen. The resistance. He used. Amen. Their need to strengthen them. They became strong. Hallelujah. As they proceed further, you're going to see how the ministry continue to expand. Continue to expand. So once again, Again, let's look at some scriptures, amen, that will give us perspective. We are believing God, amen, to become that church. Listen to me. Whatever, however we have built church, I hope you understand. Let me repeat again. When we say church, we're talking about, amen, the entire dimension of our life. Church represents, amen, how we ought to represent God on earth. That's what church means. Amen. So when I say church, you've got to understand that I'm not just talking about the place that you go to worship. Of course, we deal with that. Amen. We've written materials along that line and we, we're talking about that. But beyond that, amen, church is for who you are before the Father. Church is who you are. You represent him. Hallelujah. For every human born on earth, hallelujah, that connects Amen. To the intentions of God is a member of the church. Amen. The church is the ecclesia. It's a called out, a called out people. Amen. We've been called out. If you have been called out, unfortunately, a lot of us are going to church, but we have not been called out. People have gone to church for the past 50 years of their life. They've gone to a building. They've gone to a, a ceremony, you know, religious center. They've gone to seminary. They've gone to all kinds of, gone to Bible school. They've gone to all kinds of places, but they have not been called out. How do I know that? Their lifestyle, their value system. Amen. Their, their belief system, amen, their, their, their worldview, amen, is still part of, is still reflecting, amen, that of the world that they live in. The church is a world within the world, hallelujah. The church is a world, a world, amen, within the world. The church is a nation within the nation, hallelujah. We have to be called out. When you are called out, amen, and you become that ecclesia, amen, you live by the economy of God, hallelujah. You live by the standards of God, hallelujah. You live by the templates and the values system of God. Amen. Your life is administrated. Amen. By the guidance of the spirit to as many that are led by the spirit. Not by amen. The physical realm. Not by your nationality. Amen. Not by your geographical location. Not by the pigmentation. Amen. Of your skin. Amen. Not by your sex. Amen. That oh he is a male or female. No. When you are a member of the church you are a member. Amen. Of the commonwealth. Amen. Of the kingdom of God. That's why when we say kingdom this is not some new, new message. You know this is an ancient message the kingdom hallelujah is a place is a position amen that we live that we belong the kingdom amen is not some far you know distant you know uh, uh you know 
lives that is you know this you know separated from you know from from reality no the kingdom is here the kingdom is coming but the kingdom is here and the kingdom is within us those are scriptures and this is why I'm looking at this scripture this morning. It says all scripture is given. All scripture. So for others, some of us that want to separate. Amen. No, that is Old Testament. No, we're not in the days of the Old Testament. Amen. You've got to understand that in the Old Testament, God revealed himself in a particular way. It doesn't mean that what he did, amen, back then, amen, is old. No, it's the way he related with the people back in those days, amen. We are not in the Old Testament, but the things that God said to the people of, amen, the Old Testament are, are still very relevant to us, amen. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not take your, your, your neighbor's things, you know, thou shalt not sleep with your neighbor's wife or husband. It's still relevant, amen. Yes, those things are still relevant. The way he's speaking to us today, amen, is the same way he's spoke to them amen what he demanded of them amen is the same thing is demanding of us today amen he called them he raised the man uh, we, we, we began to look at some beautiful concept i think in our three fourth uh, uh fourth sessions that we have done i tagged it amen what did i tag it again apostolic you know uh not, not strategy now apostolic uh, you know uh uh catalyst apostolic catalyst and 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 I, I was trying to explain that a catalyst is one all right that goes amen and pave the way that that raises the bar when the catalyst you know appears in any form in any in any area of life amen it changes things it disrupts things it brings forth things amen it brings new things out amen he is not afraid amen to a, a catalyst you know is one that steer things it pioneers things he, you know he he, he Make sure that, amen, it changes things the way he meets them, of course, for the good. God today is raising. As I look into the scripture, I began to see this concept of, amen, apostolic uh, uh, catalyst. You know, Peter was, uh, was one, amen. Stephen was one, hallelujah. Yes, Philip is one, come on. Then you're going to be seeing another catalyst, amen. You're going to be seeing, amen, a man by the name Saul of Tarsus, amen, who got converted to Paul. And then beyond that, you're going to see another man who the scripture named, amen, Ethiopian uh, 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 Enoch, hallelujah. An Ethiopian Enoch, he was a catalyst, hallelujah. He was the it was the it was the it was the pointer amen where the gospel came to africa hallelujah it was a man that god used amen to 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 initiate things and if you search scripture you're gonna see amen people like that amen they, they're catalysts hallelujah they, they're pioneers amen they're pathfinders and that's that's a theme all through the scripture and i'm saying hey could you be amen, a catalyst to your generation could you be that person that woman amen that 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 that, that man amen could you maybe you are that family that home, that husband, that wife, that God, amen, is, is, is steering, amen, his or heart in this new day, amen, to, to establish, to awaken the church, amen, to say, wait a minute, we have missed it, come on, we need to be awakened, we need to come to the voice of what the Lord and what the Spirit of God is proclaiming and demanding. You see, a catalyst, amen, is not bothered about the status quo, a catalyst comes, amen, and changes, you know, the, 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 the modus operandi, amen, it brings a new order of doing things, amen, it changes, it changes, amen, the, 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 the scope i mean bring people to begin to 
see things from a higher spiritual dimension. A catalyst, when the catalyst enter, amen, into the world of finance, amen, it, it disrupts it, amen, it brings a new order, it brings a new concept of engaging, amen, a catalyst breaks new barrier, breaks new ground, amen, a catalyst, amen, is one who has a breakthrough mentality, and I feel, I believe in my spirit that God is awakening, amen, the spirit of, of, of catalyst in our new day, hallelujah, as we begin to step into what is called the third day, we want to begin to step into that spirit, amen, of a pathfinder, like Joseph, amen, when people say things are just bad and terrible and there is famine and and the and the and the and the and the world economy is nose diving and there is depression and oppression amen and crime all over the place a catalyst steps into 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 the into the into things hallelujah and begins to what proclaim change and begins to because a catalyst sees something that others are not seeing, amen. And this is something I believe God, amen, is, is, is setting this ministry apart. Of, the, the, you know, this ministry, the Potter's Gate, amen, is a ministry that is bringing you, amen, to see things that others may not be seeing. That is allowing us, amen, to tap into the heart of God, into the mind of God, amen. Such that, amen, when we go out there, amen, we believe that everything is possible because the Lord has given us, amen, the spirit of possibility. So we have to, you know, break away from the mindset, from a belief system that wants to limit us, amen, to ourselves, that wants to limit us to, to the ideas of men, amen, amen, the projection, amen, and, and, the, and the analyst that has been given about the future, that everything is bleak. Yes, it may be bleak. Darkness is covering the earth. There's no doubt about that. But in the midst of the darkness, the scripture says, as a church, as the ecclesia, amen, as the ascended church, we must rise up and do what? And shine the light of God so what we are doing amen is to help the church to see this is not just some motivation they're not just trying to kind of motivate you and awaken you amen only to leave you dangling nowhere no our roots is established amen upon the word of God amen that is where we draw life from that is where we draw vision from hallelujah that is where we draw amen our sense of hope and faith hallelujah why because we are rooted in the love of God we believe that this tree shall abide love faith and hope so we can engage into what is called the future hallelujah also scripture is given by the inspiration of God. They said that so that in case you want to doubt, in case you think you wake up one day, like many have woken up in the 21st century and begin to amen, cancel certain things in the, in the word of God and say, well, these things don't matter again. No, we're not in the Old Testament. Well, this is not what God said. No way. Well, we can choose. No, 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 no. All scriptures, excluding not, nothing, all scriptures are given by inspiration of God. God used holy men. God steered holy men and placed in them. Oh God, may I be a man. May I be a vessel that you can find in this new day to steer new things of the things that you have already given. To steer new pathway. To steer new idea. To steer new creativity. To steer, Lord, new innovation. May I be that man. May my listener this morning be that man, that woman, oh God, that you can, you can steer them, oh God, and infuse something fresh. All scriptures is given by inspiration of God. God inspire us to know things, to see things. This is what, amen, 
the ministry of the apostolic is all about. This is what the ministry, amen, of the kingdom, the kingdom of God is all. The kingdom is in us as we interact with the kingdom of God in us. Guess what? We are inspired. We are steered. We are steered by God, not by anything. You may look around that there's nothing to inspire you. In most cases, you don't find anything around to inspire you. Because everything around you is being contaminated, corrupt, being compromised. So you've got to look at amen, what God is doing, what Christ is doing on the inside. Remember, he's, he's, he's the one that is in you. When they say look inward, you're not look in, looking into some, you know, to some energy. No, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Don't mix new age with the things of God. Don't mix new age. Don't mix yoga with the things of God. Come on. <laughs> All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine. And I've explained to you what that is. What that means. It's profitable to guide you. Doctrine. Amen. Pure biblical, governmental, apostolic doctrine. Amen. Leads us to how to follow, how to journey with God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable. It's profitable to have, amen, a, part, a, 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 a pathway into the ways of God such that you are not carried away. You are not deceived, amen. You are not smoked by the enemy. Because people tell you, oh, the spirit is leading me. Spirit has structure. Spirit has, amen, understanding. The spirit of God is an intelligent spirit. How many of us have made bad decision, bad investment in the name of I believe the spirit is leading me. You see, that's why, amen, our orientation, our philosophy of the prophetic in this house is totally different from what you hear out there. My belief of the prophetics of the prophetic, amen, is established, amen, on the revelation of Christ, motivated, amen, on the life, amen, of, 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 of the things of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Yes. The testimony of Jesus. The, te the, 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 the spirit of Christ. Amen. Is testified by the spirit. Amen. By the testimony of his prophetic reality. His prophetic. Amen. Lifestyle. You cannot separate who Christ is. You cannot separate what the scripture defines, amen, to us as Christ. What the scripture reveals to us. What the entire word of God shows us, amen, from how to live, move, and function within, amen, the prophetic, amen, environment. You cannot. The prophetic, amen, is there to profit you. Is there to grow you, to develop you, to empower you, to endow you. Amen. Let me not spend too much time here, but I just felt I needed to, you know, to emphasize on this. All scripture. When you're reading scripture and you don't understand and suddenly your mind wants to reduce it to what amen, men have, you know, uh, uh, interpret. What men, amen, have concluded. You need to back down. You need to just move back and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying here? Reveal your mind to me. Reveal your heart to me. Show me your intention regarding this scripture. Yes. I remember growing up, there were times, weeks. I'm, I'm just asking the Holy Spirit to show me what he's saying in that scripture. 
Thank God for, you know, commentaries. Thank God for, you know, your, your, your Greek lex lexicons and all of that. Thank God for the Hebrew lexicons. But you want to spend time. Holy Spirit, show me. Tell me. Friends, this is a time to grow. And growth, amen, is not easy. Growth is painful. Ask, ask, ask that toddler growing up. Bumping his head here and there, amen. Yes. It's not easy to grow, but if you can, amen, put your mind to it that I'm going to grow in the things of God. Listen to this. It will be very difficult for the enemy to lie to you, to deceive you. Like I said yesterday, as I was just pouring my heart in, in regards to issues of marriage and relationship, guess what? Amen. What we need, if you're still single, what you need is not to be looking for a man. It's not a duty to be looking for a man or a woman. Amen. It's for you to build yourself, build your spirit, build a layer. That which is your spiritual identity. Infuse yourself in somebody say, but in case I don't get the man. No, no, you will. If that's the will of God, <laughs> you'll get the woman if that's the will of God. Because what you have on the inside of you, what you have built, not the caricature, not the lie, not the deceit, not the cosmetics, the cosmeo. No, if you, build, if you build the house of God properly, well, in your life, guess what? You will attract people of like value. And if somebody comes into your life, amen, that is not, amen, supposed to. What you have built, amen, at least will give you a sense of how to what? Of how to judge if this is what you want or not. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. In righteousness that the man of God, that the man of God, one who has been set aside, one who has been called of God, amen. That the man of the spirit, a man of God is a man of the spirit, amen. Just like we talk about the spirit man, amen. The spiritual man, that the man of God, the man set aside by God, amen. May be mature, perfect, amen. And thoroughly furnished unto all good works. This is where God is leading us to, friends. So, let's go back to Matthew chapter 5 and then I'm going back to amen, act where we amen, are looking into. Remember, act is a template. So all of the things that we're talking about, you have to see them through the eyes amen, of the church in the act. These are the things that they knew, they understood. These are the things that, amen, were, that was established in them that were developed amen, within their spiritual structure and culture amen, so that they are able to rise up and carry out amen, the things of God. If you're following, you're listening to the things that we are talking about, I can assure you, amen, that you will become a magnet to your generation. You will become a magnet. The things that I'm declaring, the things that I'm saying today are not things that I learned, you know, a few, few, few months down the line. They are not things that I learned, you know, some five, ten years ago. No, these are things, amen, that I've, I've built that, you know, God has walked in my life, amen, some 30 years ago. Yes, when nobody knows you, when nobody sees you, when you don't even believe that you're called, when you don't feel like, amen, anything's ever going to happen, amen. But somehow, amen, at the back of my, 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 my mind, I knew that God has called me and I knew that I need to build certain things. I tell you, it wasn't easy back, in, back, back then, but God has proven that he's faithful to them that are faithful. There are no shuntings. There are no shortcuts to the things of God. 
If you want God, if we want God, hallelujah, to take us to the next season, if we want God to usher us into the next, amen, reality of his prophetic counsel for humanity, then we have to begin to press in. The Bible says, amen, every man, amen, is pressing, amen, from the days of John the Baptist, amen, until now, amen, everyone is pressing, everyone is pressing. You have to press your way. While I'm talking about pressing your way, all right, I want to remind you again of this scripture in Matthew chapter 7, yes, is a beautiful scripture that we have also coined into what we are talking about. Amen. There are key scriptures that we are highlighting. Amen. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pinning the scripture. Amen. Upon, amen, our soul and our spirit, so we don't forget. It says, "Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction." Amen. And many, many are trunging it. This is Matthew 7, hallelujah, 13. You see, if we want to understand, amen, the things of God, if we want to, amen, become instrument, amen, vessels, amen, of God's intention for this new day, we have to find that which is called the narrow gate. Can you see? All of the things that we've been talking about, emphasizing, amen, is telling us, amen, how to embrace the narrow gate, how to embrace, if you will, you know, persecution, suffering, how to embrace, amen, the negativity, how to embrace the contradictions, hallelujah, without being contaminated and without being, amen, you know, uh, 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 you know, rejected. Yes, let the contradiction comes, but we have a value system, amen, that can tell us this is where we stand, like, like, you know, like the three Hebrew children, I mean, like, you know, like, 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 like Joseph, hallelujah, like Esther, like all these great, you know, you know, men and women who had gone ahead of us. We have them as an example. We want to follow their path. We want to look at the life of Christ. Amen. We don't want to, you know, back away and, and look for a shortcut. No, we don't want to compromise when the enemy come because by this shall men know, hallelujah, when we raise a standard, when we stand, when we raise an hallelujah in the midst, hallelujah, of, of trouble. You see God turn up. You see God reveal himself. So we enter through the narrow gates. Alright. Then let's go to. In fact that is part of the beatitude. Remember the beatitudes. Which are the powerful spiritual doctrinal foundation of the church. Did you hear what I just said now? The beatitude are the, are the spiritual. Amen. Doctrinal foundation of the New Testament church. And we can use that. Amen. To interpret the activities of God, amen, in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. And in the days before the Old Testament, amen, we can, because there were people that God interacted to before Moses, before the law. So when we say the Old Testament, we're not just limiting it to the law. Amen. Abraham lived before the law. Amen. Come on. Noah lived before the law. Friends, come on. Enoch lived before the law. These men, amen, and great women, they lived before the law. So our life does not begin in the law. Praise God. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 again. The Bible says now, when he saw the crowd, when Jesus saw the crowd, amen, he went up to a mountain. He went up to a mountain. Jesus is a mountain climber. He's a, he knows how to climb mountain. And the scripture did not say he went to a hill. The Bible says he went to a mountain. A mountain. He climbed there. This man knows how to, this man is fit. Our Lord is fit. He's very fit. Hallelujah. The Bible says when you saw the crowds. The only way you can separate your life, yourself from the crowd, amen, is to be a mountain climber. 
It's to be a mountain dweller. Hallelujah. It's to know how to climb the hill of the Lord. It's to know how to ascend to the hill of the Lord. If you're going to separate yourself from the crowd, if you want to be amen, amen, a strategist, if you want to be amen, an apostolic voice, a prophetic voice, if you want to be a sound teacher, hallelujah, if you want to be a true lover of the people, you want to be a true shepherd, learn to separate yourself. I didn't say separate yourself from the people. Separate yourself from the crowd. The crowd can, 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 can dazzle you. Like the crowd can make you say things and make you do things amen, that you never thought you can do. The crowd, you know, it was the crowd who said, amen, it is the voice of a God and not the voice of a man. And see what God did to, you know, to Herod. <laughs> the crowd can make you. I mean, look, uh, politicians, when they see crowd, they start lying. The crowd, if you're not careful, if you don't know how to handle people, listen to this, they will take you to, you know, to, to, to an early grave. You need to be careful. You must know. Amen. When you begin to find yourself among one, two, three, four, five pe people and everybody, uh, that will be the time for you to begin to be, you know, uh, to speak less. Yes, speak less. All right. In the multitudes of words, uh, lies there. He was a man of the people, but he also knew how to separate himself. Early in the morning, Jesus, amen, will climb to the, you know, to the mountain to go pray, to go talk to his father. Many of us, amen, have separated many, many today in the church, amen, have, have bought the ministry of the crowd and we have left the ministry of, you know, of, you know, of, of separation. We have left the ministry, amen, of solitude. We have left it. We have left the ministry, amen, of separating ourselves. We love the crowd. We love the cheering of the crowd, amen. We love the fame of the crowd. We, I mean, look at the world today. They are carried away. Everybody's fighting for the soul of the crowd. Why do you think all of this reset that they're doing, the globalists and all of the, they're doing it because of the, the crowd, because they know the crowds are blind. But they've got something. They've got the power of numbers. <laughs> they've got the power of numbers. Some pastor will tell you. How many people are in your church? Some conference preacher. If you don't have certain amount. Certain number. They don't come into your church. They don't come into that conference. What's the number? Because the number translates of course. To money. Jesus left the 99. He went for the one. Come on. I said, Jesus led the 99. Who leaves the 99 to go look for one? <laughs> that doesn't make an economic sense. But those who bring in, amen, you know, human, human mind and human economic system to the things of God. When I listen to some people, wow, what they're saying, sound, it sounds good. Of course, when you try to, you know, weigh what they're saying with human, human mind, human intelligence. I was listening to one woman of God. You know, from my country yesterday, I think I think she's 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 a banker. I think she's one of the top you know women in in banking. Very rich woman, and I'm listening to what this woman is talking about as she's inspiring. You know the you know the the church on how to possess things and how to you know to be out there. You know how to position yourself, how to be how to be a strategist and all of that and all of that. And listening to this woman, I'm yes, my I'm so excited. And the Holy Spirit just brought one dimension of the spirit, you know, to, <laughs> to my mind. And that one singular voice of the Holy Spirit, everything she's saying sounds right. But alas, 
is from that message, that fruit, amen, is from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because you can possess all of those things. You can be highly skilled and you, you have your footing, amen, in oil, you know, you know, in, in, in properties. You can have your footing, amen, in, in, you know, all kinds of things. But guess what, amen, if the spirit of God is not leading you and guiding you, if the spirit of God, amen, is not directing your step in one day, you can lose all those things. All rich fool, the scripture says, what will become of you since your soul is required of you? Tonight, we need to bring balance. I'm for... The church possessing. Yeah, of course. That's what we preach. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But what is the context? I was even sharing with my wife yesterday. I said, look, it's high time we be, the church begins to have their own insurance company. I mean, we're trying to get an insurance for, you know, the baby's going to be born and all of that. Amen. And we're just trying to get an insurance at least just to keep. But all the prices are just skyrocketing. They're just up there, up there, up there. And I'm saying to myself, you got these people in the church, in the body of Christ. Who claim that, you know, they are very wealthy and God has blessed them. But what are they doing with their money? They're going to buy jets. They're going, I mean, come on. Invest those things into things that can service. That can service not just the church, but humanity. You see, that's the way I think. So don't ever think this guy doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want people to prosper. I'm, I'm the first, in fact, I've been preaching prosperity for the past 30 years. But with contest. Let's, let's establish our own insurance company. Let's have our own bank. I mean, if Muslims can have their own banks. They don't just have their own bank. They even have the system of their bank inculcated all right, into the secular bank system. You can decide to do, you know, Muslim banking system. What does the church have? Nothing. We just consume. We consume everything. So, listening to this woman, you can say, yes, but what is the context? You see, context is very important. Agenda is very important. Those people who have tried to do one or two things, we can see how they, amen, how they, are, how they are monopolizing and how they are using what they have so-called achieved and done. Amen. I mean, you, you start a school, but not even people in your own church can afford amen, to, to, to go to that school because the price is competing with, you know, with Oxford, is competing with you know, you know, the, the Cambridge, is you know, competing with the Bridge House. Amen. They've got Bridge House here in South Africa. I mean, if you're going to send your child to that school, it must be minting money. Why can't we have, amen, such facility, amen, that ordinary people can go? At least, uh, you can talk about the middle, you know, the middle class can still go there, amen, and, and they can send their school. You can get quality education without paying all your life away. That's the point that I'm making. That's a vision that I have. That's something that if the Lord, you know, tomorrow... <laughs> smiles on me in terms of that aspect of blessing and grant me is the grace it doesn't mean that when god gives you the resource then you have to do it you have to understand that there are certain people god has given resource amen and they're supposed to use that resource to resource other people who have the zeal who have the passion to do it we also make that mistake 
But this is not the direction of my message this morning. I'm just saying that it's important, amen, that we, we begin to separate ourselves from the, from, the, from the crowd. Crowd can make you get all kinds of ideas that God, not, God did not even call for. And after six months or, you know, you know, five years down the line, here comes the thing died off. Come on. But I, I have a vision. I have a passion. If the Lord blesses me financially, I want to look for those people that are doing things that will transform society. I want to release the money there. The fund must go there. If the Lord has not called me to do it, why should I duplicate what my sister, my brother is doing? If I can, if I can assist my brother, amen. If I can assist my sister, amen, to further carry out what they're doing in the community. Why can't I do that, amen? Why must I duplicate? That's our problem in the church because we are all suffering insecurity, all right? You just want to do something so that people can see, oh, well, we're doing something. No, that's not what we're talking about, amen. You're doing something. You can be doing something beneath, behind somebody, Hallelujah. You can be doing something behind somebody. I don't want to deviate. I'm talking about Jesus, amen. When he saw the crowd, he separated himself. He went straight to the mountain. Let's see who's going to come. Those who come to the mountain are not just disciples. Are those who are, who I call, amen, apostolic catalysts. Because those are the ones that God is going to use in that higher dimension to take his work, his assignment, further into the future. We don't want to be, amen, like, you know, like Lot. Who mercy, amen, spoke to him, shined on him again. Who mercy helped him again, amen. After making a blunder of leaving, amen, you know, his, 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 his uncle Abraham, all that Lot had was because of the blessing, was because of the favor of God, was because of the presence of God, amen, in the life of Abraham. Now, he didn't know that. Lot was so rich that he didn't know what to do with his wealth. So it was time for him to separate because, I mean, the Bible says Lot ends men and Abraham ends men were fighting. The, the land was too small for them. You come under sudden grace. Things start happening in your life. You start walking in grace and blessing and favor. Don't, don't, don't begin to develop amnesia. Amen. Don't forget, amen, that hey, it's because of the grace that you're under that certain things are happening to you. You need to recognize that. When you separate yourself before time, I'm telling you, you're going to find yourself, amen, at the border of Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says when he was to make a choice for the first time in his life, all his life, Abraham has been the one, amen, making choices for him. But now he believes that wealth is maturity. Let me repeat myself. He believes that wealth is maturity. There are people who were born into wealth, who came into certain things. They were never mature. That's why God doesn't throw things at us. He builds us, amen, to prepare to receive. God doesn't throw things to us. If you think what makes your father, amen, is because you're throwing gifts to your children. You're destroying them. Right? I, I, see, I see teenagers. I, in fact, not teenagers. Today you see teens. You, know? uh, you, you see the kind of phone they are using. You will ask yourself, what's going on in the world? You see a teen that is using iPhone 12, iPhone 11. They're using you know, the, the, the top-notch phone. You take into school. You ask yourself, what is going on? You think you're, you, 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 you think you're giving your child some wonderful gift amen, to make them feel cool. No, you're destroying their future. 
Because you're not teaching them how to be responsible. Because when that phone gets spoiled tomorrow, who's going to fix it? You're going to fix it. And you know how much those phones cost. But it's not about the amount. It's about preparing, teaching your children. Hallelujah. Responsibility, accountability. Hallelujah. Helping them to understand. I'm not saying don't give them the phone. There are stage you give them a phone. And you must know what's going on on the phone. You must know what they are doing. Hallelujah. You must be able to decode all those code messages that they are sending to themselves. Come on. Are you ready for all of that? It's not just being present. The Lord dropped this word in my heart yesterday. It's not just being present that makes you a father. All right? It's being present. Amen. In their mind, in their state of mind, in their state of thought. Amen. It's being present in their growth and development. That's what makes you. Amen. A man. So it's not, a, I said a lot of men, oh, it was Father's Day a few days ago, right? I said a lot of men posing with their children, you know, taking, I'm saying, these guys are lying to themselves. That's not what makes you a man. What makes you a man is that you're present, amen, in their mind, in their growth. Because they've got a lot of questions. You, you don't have time for all those questions they ask you. That's why you are. You give them a phone. You give them a device. You give them all those things. Okay? And let Google, let Google Google you. Let Google. <laughs> no. You've got, listen, we, we need to wake up. We need to understand the nature of the days that heaven has brought us into. We need to understand, amen. All of this is coming out of Jesus separating himself from the crowd. You see, that is what happens when you, when you handle the things of God in the spirit of revelation, in the spirit of life. Hallelujah. I'm just talking about Jesus separating himself from the crowd. And we've talked about all of this. It's amazing. Yes, because the word of God is elastical. The word of God is light. The word of God is ever growing. The word of God, amen, is organic. The word of God is not just about a structure, amen. It's not just about system. Yes, we like to use the word. Yes, it's important we understand system, but it's also important we understand life. It's important we understand, amen, or, you know, or, organism, not just organization. Hallelujah. Yes, we cannot, we can have the best organization, but if there's no life in that organization, it's just a caricature. It's just another nice, you know, company. Amen. It's just another. I mean, and there are nice things. I mean, we, there are organizations who can, who can do wonders. But that thing they do, amen, cannot touch, cannot change, cannot transform. I was looking at a note I wrote some time ago, uh, yesterday. And there I was trying to understand corruption. I mean, government will spend so much amount of money, all right? To, to, to curb, amen, to curtail corruption. And they think corruption amen, is something that people develop when they come to, you know, when they come to work. <laughs> they think corruption is, is something that just, you know, jump into people. And so, they give you all kinds of training and they do all kinds of things. And, you know, and you know how we talk and we, we have all this program, you know, to, to curb, to stop corruption. No. Corruption, amen, is part of people's kind of falling nature. When opportunity comes for that spirit to manifest in the workplace, it will manifest. Even when they have more than enough, they will still take that which does not belong to them. That's what is going on. That's what we need to teach. That, those are the things we need to take, amen, to the SABCs of this world, amen, and let the government hear that you cannot fight corruption, amen, by just setting up a zonal commission. That's good. But it's not enough. It's not going to remove it. What removes corruption, amen, is when a new, is when a new life, a new nature, hallelujah, comes into the space. 
Well, you cannot deal with corruption when you continue to promote this kind of ungodly laws and policies. <clears throat> you see, we want to fight corruption, but on the other hand, we're promoting corruption by, amen, by imbibing values and policy, amen, that makes people corrupt. Oh, come on. Oh, Jesus. Bible says when he saw the crowd, he went up to a mountain and sat down. Whenever Jesus sits, it means that what he wants to say is important. And his disciple came to him and he began to what? He began to teach them. I told us, amen, in the two, three sessions we did on this concept, all right? I said, when we talk about teaching, it's because there's something that we've got to engage in the future. It's because there's something we need to know. It's because there's something we need to understand. It's because there's something, hallelujah, we will need to stand for, stand against. That's what teaching does. It helps you to understand, to separate the lie from the truth, to identify error, hallelujah, from truth. Teaching allows you, amen, to identify, listen to this, in the prophetic, what allows you, what gives you the insight into error, amen, is not the fact that where you heard something, it's for the fact, amen, that something has been built in you called the Christ nature. Is that Christ's nature that will, amen, that will help you identify when somebody is lying, when somebody is trying to, you know, you know, smoke you and 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 lure you, you know, because you've been taught, you've been taught, you've been you've been you've been you've been built, you've been established, amen, upon the revelation of Christ. That revelation will steer a spirit. In your called discernment. That revelation will steer. Have you, have, you, have you noticed that all of the giftings, amen, all of the giftings, amen, are coming from where? From a person. <laughs> the gifting cannot function outside, amen, the giver. Christ is the gift. Christ is the giver of the gift. Christ is the gift himself. That gift is an expression of his spirit. It's an expression of his nature. Hallelujah. Mm. He began to teach them. The church, more than ever before, needs to be taught. Talking about teaching. The Bible says, on that day, amen. It was the third day in Cana. And they ran out of wine. They ran out of wine, amen. There was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, amen. Jesus and his mother was invited, you know the story. But the thing is, the Bible says they ran out of wine. They ran out of wine. And as they ran out of wine, amen, they went to Jesus' mother. They said, we don't have no wine again. <laughs> Can you assist us? Can you help us? We've run out of wine. And Jesus went to the mother and said, well, these people have run out of wine. What can we do? Jesus said, mother, what, I, what do I have to do with you? You know my time has not come. What are you expecting me to do? She walked away. <laughs> As if she doesn't know him. She walked away. She said to the servant, whatever he asks you to do, do it. It's enough. <laughs> that woman knew that Jesus could not just walk away from that thing. I mean, he couldn't walk away from helping people. <clears throat> he, could not, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> he never promised him, but because the woman knows that whatever he says is the solution. The Bible says in John chapter 2, he said, but, but what are you saying? 
Are you still in Acts chapter 8? Yes, I'm still in Acts chapter 8 if you are listening to me. Because like I always say, like I always say, Acts chapter 8, amen. Our principles that we are following, we tracking, amen. The things locked, there are mysteries locked in those, in those, in those words, amen. Don't just read the scripture as if you're reading a storybook, amen. There are, there are, there are embedded, amen, principles and values that we are extracting. That's a gold mine. We, we, we are trying to find, we are trying to locate the treasures of the word. And for you to do that, you must know how to dig. <laughs> you must know how to dig. The Bible says in John chapter 2 verse 6, Nearby stood six water jars. Nearby stood six water jars. Amen. The kind used by the, Jew, by the Jews for their ceremonial washing. Each holding, amen, from 20 to 30 gallons. These are huge, huge water, you know, water jars. This is a principle, amen, of kickstarting a new day. This is a principle, hallelujah, of, of, of journeying into the new, new emphasis, into the new sphere of God's you know, demand for our life. Yes, our ways are drying up. Our ideologies, amen, are coming to an end. The ways of man, how we define church, how we define life, how we define home, marriage, institution, or how we define government, amen, that has been built, amen, on the value system, amen, of the world is coming down. Everything is collapsing, can't we see? Everything is collapsing. But in this collapse, amen, there's a new order, there's a new economy, there's a new lifestyle, a new administration, a new dimension, amen, of life emerging. Making that transition, I shared a scripture, uh, uh, not a scripture now, uh, an audio file of something we did, I think it was 2017, if I'm not mistaken. I shared it on my uh, Facebook timeline yesterday. You want to go and click on that. You want to listen to that teaching. Excellent. On transition, migration. I tell you, we are in that day. And we need to continually emphasize on this point. There are things we need to know in the day where they demand us to start to move. In the day where they demand us to start to migrate, to go on with God. In the day where they're calling us out of amen, the plane, out of the cave. In the day where David is leaving cave Adullam, amen, and is engaging Ziglar from Ziglar, amen. His eye is set on Hebron. There's a caliber of people that must, that must journey with David, amen. The quality of people that came to David at, at you know, cave Adullam has been upgraded amen their life has been changed they are no longer weak you know lame hallelujah blind amen crippled they are no longer people who have been bound by debts and all kinds of things uh, david had changed them now he's bringing them out of the cave friends we are living the cave the lord is bringing us out of the cave we are engaging a day of zigzag hallelujah we're coming to a day where we kill giants we're coming to the day where we face amen our you know our fear hallelujah as we go to establish the city of David. It's a new day. We have to understand the prophetic demand, the prophetic responsibility. We have to be committed earlier. We have to be steward. We have to be, you know, men and women who are committed to God's prophetic intention for our day. Hallelujah. So nearby stood six water jars, the kind, amen, the, 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 the kind used by the Jewish ceremonial washing, each holding between 20 to 30 gallons. What did Jesus do? Jesus said to the servants, 
Hey, friends, hear the prophetic words. There is a new order, hallelujah, of men and women. Servants of God that God, amen, is, 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 is projecting, re releasing, amen. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. We know what God is doing in our day. As, as we move away, as we shift away from the dryness, we're coming to the place, hallelujah, of being filled with water. Feel the water, hallelujah. Feel, feel, excuse me, fill the jars with water. Fill it with water. So they filled it to the brim. Then he said, now, draw some and take it to, amen, to the master of the banquet. Now draw. There's going to be a time to draw, but this is not the time to draw. This is the time to be filled with water. The ministry of life. This is the time to be filled, amen. As God begins to drain us, amen, from, amen, that order of life. That, amen, we've lived from the dimension of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. We want to be like God. We want to be some big, something big, larger than life, bigger than God knows what. Amen. As we, as we break away from that idea, I know it's going to be tough, friends. I know some of you are going to feel lonely. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel, God, is where are you? God is draining you. Uh, amen. It's like, it's like, some, it's like, it's, it's like a drug addict. Amen. <laughs> Going through a rehabilitation. There's going to be, you know, periods of relapse. All kinds of things are going to be happening. Amen. Yes. He said, is that, does that apply to spiritual things? Yes. Many of the cry sometimes. For those of you following us and listening and trying to journey with us. I'm say, I say try to journey with us. And sometimes you find yourself, your way, you're going back, amen, to the same old thing. You're going back to that same old thing that you know almost destroy you. Why? Because you're used to it. Your body system is used to that drug. You're used to being, you know, being cajoled, being lied to. You're used to Sunday, Sunday shot. So if you can't go to church on Sunday, it's like you're, you're going you're gonna to die. <laughs> You know, if you cannot be part of their group, if you cannot be part of, you know, that prophetic gathering, that, you know, it's like, no, it's a withdrawal syndrome. You've got to know how to depend on the Lord. You've got to know how to cry out to the Lord. I see, I've been there. You feel the whole world is against you. You feel nobody knows you. You feel empty. You feel dry. You feel alone. It's part of the process of your transition. But don't give up. Got a word for you. Don't give up. Because if you can just make it. If you can just get to the next. Hallelujah. Station. Help is waiting for you there. But you see the devil will tell you. Now you're here. Those are the people that are caught, caught between two seasons. You don't want to find yourself. Because when you're caught between two seasons. You will go back like Ophah. You see, that's what makes the ministry amen, of root crucial to this generation. You want to go on, you've got to trust. But how do you trust a woman that <laughs> seems not to even trust herself? <laughs> she called herself Mara from being Naomi because everything that she ever held on to. You see, as God is dealing with root, God was also dealing with Naomi. 
Amen. God was also dealing with offer. Guess what? But she couldn't take it. No. This is just too much. This is too crazy. God is not this challenging. God is not this difficult. But all your life you believe in a different God. You have believed in a lie. The soul has taken charge of your life. The soul amen, has been the one in control. The soul has been sitting on the driver's seat of your life. For the first time they say allow the spirit is war. That's a civil war going on. As it's happening to you individually, it's happening to the corporate church. There's war going on. They will call you all kinds of names. They will say you are a rebel. They say you call you, you, are, you have sold, you are a, you are a sellout, you've sold out. They will call you all kinds of things. Your mind will, will call you all kinds of things. You see, but there was a time I was at this point, and I had the choice, the choice, either to go forward. Or to go back to what I'm used to. To go back to what I'm familiar with. Even though that thing is killing me. Even though that thing is destroying me. Even though I know that I go to church. I do all the things. All right? I'm very, you know, out there. Everybody knows me. Everybody helps me. But I'm dying on the inside. I'm crying out. And I'm asking for help. But even the cry, amen. My friends couldn't hear the sound of my cry. Because you must just come, you know, and give them a word. You must just do something that looks spiritual. But you are drying up. But you know you're not spiritual. But you have a form of godliness. And people don't mind you having a form of godliness. Amen. As long as that makes them feel good. But I wasn't looking. At that point, I was tired of just having a form. I want the real thing. And God said, if you want the real thing, you have to break away from this. You have to move away from this order. And I'm like, can I have the two? God says, no, you cannot. The next point I'm going to be speaking to you is on that hill, is on that mountain. I said, okay, I'm going to come. And the more I try to climb, the more I slide down. The more I try, at the point I said, look, I'm, I can't climb, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give up. They don't give up. You cannot climb the hill of the Lord with your own strength. If you want to climb the hill of the Lord, you have to undress yourself, undress your mind, undress every weight, everything, amen, that you have ever believed that is a lie. And you have to accept it. Hey, what is this guy talking about? I'm talking about moving on with God. If you're going to come into the day of Acts, if you're going to come into a day where this man were able, amen, to, to hear God and, and act via the directions of the Spirit and carry out things in accordance to his will, you have to be ready to undress yourself. The realities of your life will seem as if you're losing things. Yeah? This is the hard truth. This is the hard truth. This is where a lot of people drop away. This is where a lot of people, this is where the numbers start to drop. Yes. But you've got to bring this balance. You've got to bring people to understand that this is what is demanded. This is what is required if you're going to move on with God. You have to, amen, come to the end of yourself. You have to come to the end of your own day. The day of Christ cannot emerge and begin if you have not, amen, come to the end of your own day. 
If your life is still being, you know, being, 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 being influenced, amen, by religion, if your life is still being influenced, amen, by the system, by your ideology, amen, by your nationality, amen. If your life is still, amen, being, being, being sourced from that, from that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if that is still where, amen, you are living, you cannot come into the day of God. You'll be roaming the same mountain and you think you are making progress. No, you're just going in a circle. It's a circle, my friend, and there's nothing that burns you out, amen, than, 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 than you know, wasting your energy, amen, doing the same old thing, amen, and getting the same results. Do you trust God? Do you trust him enough to lead you in the path that others don't want to follow? You see, trust is one key word that God used to change my life. You see, all my life, I've never really trusted people. Because basically all my life, you know, I've, 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 the people have abused my trust. I don't know what it means, amen, <laughs> to really hold on and trust people. Because every time you trust people, boom, they just, they drop you. So I develop a stronghold. I'm all by myself. I'm home for myself. <laughs> I'm for myself. And that's, I guess, that's the story of most of us. We have built strong gold around ourselves. Nothing else can come in. Nothing else can penetrate. And yes, God knocking at the door of my heart. Open up. I want to come in. We want to come in. We want to dine with you. We want to sup with you. Open up. I said, no, allow me to stand with my religion. I love that dimension of religion. I don't want a relationship with you. God says, come on, son. You do. You're just, been, you, you, you're just afraid. Yeah. Have you seen people going to marriage and be afraid of the marriage? You know, you're going to marry, but you're afraid. Why would you be afraid of what, amen, should, should bring joy and laughter to your life? Because you're not sure. You don't want to do that. No. Come on, friends. I'm talking about something real this morning. The Lord is speaking to us. We have to learn to separate ourselves from the crowd. Yes. If God is going to use you to engage. Hallelujah. An Ethiopian Enoch. Yeah, come on. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yeah, now, the, 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 the dots are connecting. The dots are connecting. Let's go back to. Let's go back to Act chapter 8. Act chapter 8. The dots are connecting. You see, God is very faithful. I love to depend on his spirit to guide me, to lead me. Because these words are words of life. If you will believe, if you will hold on to the things that I'm saying, it will change you. It, the change may not be instant. The, church may, the change may not be instantaneous. But you will progressively change. You will be transformed. You know what Philip did? Great joy in, 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 in Samaria. The apostles came and see and assisted Philip. In this great thing that is happening in Samaria. Powerful move of God. Powerful move of God. <laughs> in Samaria. Simon. The apostle and John came. Amen. They put an end to deception. To a lie. Amen. <laughs> in the name of you know, uh, 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 Simon the sorcerer. Simon Peter came. Brought change. Brought reform. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 25, 
In verse 25 of Acts chapter 8. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem. They returned to base. We need, we need apostles and prophets who have amen, a Jerusalem base. Come on, Lord, speak to me. We need apostolic amen, base. We need men and women, hallelujah, who can build us a base. Who can say, Isaiah, you have been, you have been on the field for this five, ten years. Why don't you come back home, come back to base and rest for a while. Come and refresh yourself. Come and renew yourself. Come share with other, other brethren. Come, let's minister to you. We need that. So you don't die on the field. I'm talking about those who understand what amen, the, the work of mission is. God will help us. The Bible says, amen, Peter and John returned back to Jerusalem. Remember that Jerusalem is the base. Jerusalem is where things are initiated. Is where, amen, the Antioch church no matter how powerful the Antioch church. The Antioch church cannot be in existence without the Jerusalem church. Some people tell you in the apostolic, oh, no, the, the, the Jerusalem church, amen, became obsolete. The Jerusalem church can never become obsolete because it was the base for every other thing. It was the base for even Paul, hallelujah. Without the Jerusalem church, amen, the outer, the outer ministry, the ministry to the world, amen, could not have been possible. All the first, second, third missionary ministry of Paul will not have been possible, amen. So we've got to understand, how do we keep that base? Maybe that's something we need to look into someday. We need to have a point, a place, amen, you know, a, an apostolic council, if you will. We need to have a point, a place of confluencing. Where we can come to, amen, and rest. Not to be preached to. Not just to, you know, we need to have that base. We'll talk about that. But the Bible says, after they had proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many Samarian, you know, Samaritan villages. Now, let's go to where I'm interested in. Verse 26 says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Remember, put it, put, it, put it in the front of your head. What Philip had just done. Philip just, you know, brought an entire city to the Lord. I mean, this is huge. This is huge. Philip just brought an entire city. I mean, that's harvest. That is great harvest. That's an apostolic harvest that required apostolic, amen, you know, uh, uh, you know fathers to come and preside over. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south. I love the word. Go south to the road, to the, to the desert road, hallelujah, that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out on his way and he met an Ethiopian Enoch. An important official, in fact, a minister in charge of all the treasury of Kandik. Which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home. Was sitting in his chariot reading. Back in those days. Very few people can read. So this guy is highly clued up. As of course as we can see. He was reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit. Ah, 
Listen to this. From an angel spoke to Philip. Now, amen, we see amen, a more clarified voice of God. Yes, angels can speak to us. Yes, God can use angels to speak to us. Yes, God can use angels amen, to bring a word to us. But beyond this, we see something more, amen, even more profound. The Bible says the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stand near it. Go stand, go stay near the chariot. I mean, we can begin to unpack this. I'm, I'm, I'm leading us somewhere and I hope you're following me. I hope you're following me because this, these things that we are tracking are important if we're going to build effectively. I want you to see how the spirit is in charge. How the spirit earlier uses the vessels that amen, have been presented, the vessels that are ready. I want you to see amen, that no one, at least to this point, amen, decided to take the law to their own hand. Decided to do things amen, by their own feeling. Decided to carry out God's thing, amen by their own might. Are you seeing how, amen, the spirit of God is, is leading, is guiding? Are you seeing how one chapter, amen, is unveiling the heart of God, the mind of God? Friends, this is the way we ought to build the things of God. These are the ways we ought to engage. Hallelujah. Listen, when you engage life from this dimension, this is a blueprint. God will always turn up. You will never find yourself, you know, you know, in a state where you don't know what to do. You, no, no, no. Because it's the spirit of God leading you. So when we say the spirit of God is leading us, when we say, I heard God, when you see an angel said to me, you've got to be sure that truly, when you're saying the right thing, you know what you're talking about. Yes. That there are no, there are no flaws. There are no, you know, like I always say, there, there, are, no, there, there are no yeast in your life. The flesh is done away with. There are no agendas. I love the fact that the Lord was able to shift Philip. The Lord was able to shift Philip, amen, from a major breakthrough, from a city breakthrough. Of course, they want to connect to another city, but they have to go via one man. They want to transfer, amen, the things of God. What is going on in Jerusalem? They want to transfer that thing to Africa. So for all those who think, well, the white man brought the gospel to Africa. Sorry, I'll repeat it again. It's, it was never so. It was never so. At least scripture made us to understand that. We're tracking something very important. You say, well, uh, is it important that you say that? It's uh, very important because that should begin to touch the mentality. Amen. Because see, people equate amen, the gospel coming to Africa to bringing civilization. This is huge. I've heard that narrative. I've read about that in some histor historic book. That well, well, you know, uh, 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 Africa used to be a dark continent. So the missionaries that came from Europe and all of that, all right, and America brought light to Africa. Sorry, you lied. It wasn't true. It's not true. The gospel has been existing in Africa before America was formed. Before Europe, hallelujah, United Kingdom was formed. The fact that people don't know about it does not make it less real or less true. Particularly in a day where all kinds of agitations are out there. 
And this is not to su support black life matter. No, I don't do that nonsense. But we need to let the truth bear. We need to make the truth clear. Alright? This is not us against them. Whatever they have done, we will continue to forgive them. But we must not repeat the same mistake in the name of reprisal. No! The gospel, hallelujah, must bring healing to the issues of race. We must never use the gospel, hallelujah, to reinforce our perverted understanding about race. Hallelujah. Yes. That's why we need apostles that have insight, sight, who are spiritually, you know, emboldened, empowered, mature to handle, amen, the things of God that deals with nation. Well, I told you before, you know, in one of our teachings, when we say apost apostolic or the apostolic ministry, we're talking about, amen, things beyond the local church. It deals with city, it deals with a nation, it deals with society, hallelujah. So we cannot allow the enemy, amen, to reduce this thing to just, you know, I mean, such a powerful gift. Are you seeing how God is engaging with nations? Jerusalem church. They went to Jerusalem. The Bible says those who were scattered, scattered, amen, from, from Jerusalem to, to Judea, Samaria. Very important. An angel of the Lord. Let me see if I can read with this. An angel of the Lord, amen, said to Philip, go south, amen, to the south road, hallelujah, to the desert road, amen, that is, that, that is going down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Let, let's not even go to that historic reality now before we, we deviate. But I want you to see the movement of God, how the gospel, you see, this is how the gospel began to spread. The gospel spread through persecution. The gospel moved through persecution. Hallelujah. Persecution was never an issue to the church. No. They welcome, they welcome it. They embraced it. Because they know, amen, who is with them. Hallelujah. I was a man positioned by the name Ethiopian Enoch. The Bible says he was an important official. Some translation, some you know, translation say he was a minister of finance. He was an important official, amen, in charge of the treasury, amen, of the candid. He was in charge, he was a finance minister. She was in, he, excuse me, he was in charge, amen, of the of the wealth of the queen of Ethiopia. Can you imagine? Let's be, even begin to think about that. You talk about, amen, African being a dark continent, yet there's a woman. You talk about, you know, sexism. You talk about feminist movement. You talk about how, you know, people in Africa don't want to embrace this, this new progressive ideology. Excuse me, you read the scripture. A woman was, amen, in charge. She was the queen of Ethiopia. Ethiopia back in the days represent Africa. Africa was not one continent that just jumped from nowhere. We've been part of history. God has been using this continent to establish things. And there are things till today in, in Ethiopia, amen, the archaeology, hallelujah, the reality, the geography, amen, of the wealth, of the, of the grace, of the increase, of the wisdom, 
of the architectural wonder of Africa is still there. You can still see it there. I've had the opportunity to, to, you know, to look at some. Of course, not physically, just you know, to look at it on, on, you know, on, 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 on YouTube. And like, wow. And God help us to stop following a wrong narrative and begin to see, amen, what truth is revealing to us so we can be free. This is freedom to me. It's freedom to a lot of us. Because many people, amen, still feel inferior. When they, even when they handle the things of God, when they handle the word of God, there's still this inferiority complex. And I'm declaring this, amen, as, as, amen, as an apostolic voice, amen, to break whatever it is that the enemy says. You are, we are. We are not what they say we are. This man went to Jerusalem to worship God. And I hope you understand the idea. You go to Jerusalem to worship God. You are not a priest. You, can't, you are not allowed to even enter. You can only worship God from the outside. But the important thing is he went to Jerusalem. They recognized J Jerusalem amen, as the place that God has you know, designated to reveal himself, to reveal his glory. Amen. Just like the Bible says in the day of Pentecost, there were people from different parts of the world, not just from Ethiopia alone, from Egypt, from you know, Libya, yes, from Mesopotamia, from different parts of the world. They were all there. They were all witness. In fact, you, you talk about this man taking the gospel. Those of who took the gospel to their world because they saw the wonders. They heard the wonders. <laughs> but here is this one single man that God, amen, is focusing on. Because like I always say, whenever God wants to move, and this place upon us, amen, you see, a huge sense of responsibility. I need to round up. A huge sense of responsibility that, amen, the transformation of a nation, of a society, of a community may depend on me. This is the point. If there's something you need to remember all through these teachings that we've been doing, amen, is this. That God can use you as a catalyst to change. You can be that, amen, that single light, that single match, amen, that will light up the fire of God in a, in a place. Think about that. Just think about that. Just think about that. That God doesn't take three or two. It, it starts with one person. And that's the power of vision. That's the power of leadership. Amen. That's the power of initiative. The God can use you. You can become that one person. Start calling upon. The Bible says from the days of Enos. Enos was the portal that opened the heavens. That mortal man, amen, once again began to cry out to God. From the days of Enos, men began to call upon the name of Elion. Think about that. Just think of how powerful. Enoch pioneered something in the earth that many of us today are still, you know, trying to understand. He walked with God and he was not. He was a pioneer earlier of how mortal men can step into the order of immortality. Enoch. Moses, a single man, God used him, raised him earlier to bring out a whole nation out of a nation. Think about it. Could that be you this morning? Could you be the next person God wants to use to advance his purpose in this third day? Let me round up here, friends. The Ethiopian Enoch met with another one man, Philip. When these two individuals met, 
a transformation happened, hallelujah, in the nation. It took the gospel, hallelujah. He brought the gospel to Africa. Think about that. And to think, amen, of the kind of caliber, a position that this man, you know, holds. This guy, I mean, this man is, I mean, is an epitome of, if you talk about honesty, integrity. This man is handling so much wealth, yet he recognizes that, hey, without God in his life, he's doomed. For those of us preaching kingdom wealth, last day wealth, well, that's a good one for us to think about. Is it this man handles the, tre the, the, the treasury of, of, and I hope you understand, back in the days, Ethiopia was very wealthy, rich in gold. Wealth, wealthy. In people, the Bible talk about the army of Ethiopia, one million who engage in war. This is not some little, you know, backroom. <laughs> yes, truth will set you free. Wealth. This man had a heart for God. Yet, I say this man had a heart for God. Lord, give us hearts like this. Give us a burden. Give us a passion to know, oh God, that no matter how wealthy we are, no matter how positioned we are, no matter how connected we are, if we're not connected to you, we're as dry as the desert. We are, we are as empty as the empty barrel that makes the loudest noise. Help us. Equip us, awaken us to the things that we are saying. Except you breathe on this word, oh God. They will just be nice, fine words. No, Lord, these are not nice, fine words. These are words of life. Let this word come alive in us. Let this word, oh God, set us on a journey. Let this word bring us to a new position, a new height in the spirit. Help us to hear the sound, the rumblings of the spirit for this new day. Help us, oh God, to hear the shakings. Yes, Lord. May the shaking continue until every leaf, oh God, yes, that is dry, fall off. So that newness can begin. We proclaim the new day. Let your day emerge, oh God. Let your counsel let the revelation of your son be magnified in us as we amplify his voice, O oh God, across the earth. The knowledge of your glory once again is covering the earth as the water covers the sea. Spirit of God, yes, we have that six empty jar pots standing. Ah, standing, the Bible says. There were six water jars, six water jars, empty, standing. When Jesus located them, let me read it. This is just this just struck my spirit again. Nearby, John chapter 2, nearby stood six, six water jars. They st they're standing there. They're just standing. They've not been used. They, they, they're not even, you know, noticed. They're just standing there, empty. Each of them, Bible says, can contain. I feel something in my spirit. The each of them can carry. They, they, they have the ability to carry, but they are, they are not being used. They have the ability to carry between, two, between 20 to 30 gallons of water. Because people have been drinking, you know, from the ideas of men. 
People have been drinking, amen, from the, from the dimension of, of, of the things of this world, from the polluted drink, from the polluted stream. But yeah, the Bible says, you see, whenever God wants to move, he looks for what is available. There were six, six water jars available. Could we, could, could we be, amen, that six water jar, hallelujah, friends, as God brings us into his seventh day, cabro kosianda. Could we be that six water jar, hallelujah, that God is waiting for? There are six water jars. We're talking about the availability, amen, of our lives, amen, in engaging the day of the Lord. God is about to do something in our time, but God is looking for men and women that are available. How available are you? The Bible says there were six water jars. Now the Bible says they've run out of wine. So that vessel they were using, hallelujah, that, that, that they've been dishing wine out of is dry, amen, it's empty. It's, <laughs> yeah, that thing no longer, you know, can provide it can suffice amen that wine amen is finished they need a miracle our generation needs a miracle they need an intervention our generation needs an intervention but the reality the good the good news is that jesus is in the house even if we don't recognize him thank god hallelujah that we can begin to amen engage the mother of mary excuse me the in mary the mother of jesus who can engage christ you see, it, it, takes, it takes somebody that can connect you. It takes, you see, these people, they are wise. They say, okay, if we can't get to him, since we don't have a relationship, let's go through the mother. At least, uh, uh, let's, you know, these people are full of pride. And sometimes it happens like, oh, no, you're just, just too proud. All right? So why don't you connect to somebody who can connect you? That's something we need to, we need to hear, we need to learn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus was in the house, but they went through. They were via the mother. <laughs> That's okay. At least in their level of understanding. We know that you need to go direct, but they didn't go direct because they were too full of themselves. <laughs> all, their, all their wisdom has dried up. All their knowledge has dried up. All their you know, so-called grace and ability, their resources dried up. Yes. But Jesus is in the house. So the mother went and said, look, they ran out of wine. Yes. The reason why he was there was for them to run out of wine so that the day of the Lord can begin. There's no devil in your life. God is bringing you to the end of yourself so that, amen, his day can begin. His plans, his purpose, amen, that he has hedged before the foundation of, the, of time can begin to work in your life. Are you hearing the voice of God? It's not the devil after you. Is God bringing you, amen, to a point, to a place where you can see. You can see for yourself. And the Bible says they were, huh? it's like, these six jars were just there watching and looking what's going on there. Okay, just take your stand and be watching. Six water jars are just standing there. But this thing, the Bible says, they've got capacity to contain. A generation that can carry, that has depths, but they're standing. Standing to be used. Standing for the command of the Lord. Jesus said to the servant, go fill those jars of water. With water. You got to go to the stream. Friends, I brought you to the stream. I brought you to the river. I brought you to the day of the Lord. 
It's time to begin to drink as you can. It's time to begin to fetch as you can. The Lord is doing a quick work in righteousness. He's cutting it short. Come on, Spirit of God. The scripture said, these pots can contain between 20 to 30, hallelujah, gallons of water. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars. What am I doing? I'm trying to fill you. I'm trying to fill you with something fresh, something new. I'm trying to fill you with the heart of God, with the mind of God. I'm trying to fill you, amen. You see, when the Bible says, when a spirit, when a demon is cast out of something, yes, we're cleaning the house, but it's not enough for the house to be clean. We've got to fill the house. We've got to fill that house, amen, with the mind of God, with the directions of God, with the prophetic intentions of God, amen, with the counsel of God. We've got to fill you, amen, with the mandate of God. We've got to fill you, amen, with God's prophetic mandate for the season. We've got to do it the way it requires. So fill, fill you. So be filled this morning. Be filled. Let every aspect of your life, every aspect of your mind, your faculty, let every aspect, amen, of your, of your, of your belief system now be filled. In the name of Jesus, arise and be filled. Be filled with God. Be filled with his wisdom. Be filled with knowledge. Be filled with understanding. Be filled with the spirit of counsel. In the name of Jesus, be filled. Be filled. Let every dimension, let every aspect of your life now be filled. In Jesus' name, be filled. Be filled. Be filled with godliness. Be filled. In the name of Jesus with truth. So your day can emerge. They say now fetch. Take to the master of the ceremony. <laughs> he said, excuse me. People always present the good ones. Then after they, they've, they're drunk, then you bring the ones, the lesser quality. How come you've been able to preserve the best for last no he thought this was the making amen of the of the of the people who do wedding no he didn't know the master of ceremony didn't know that there's a master himself in the house <laughs> he didn't know where that wine came from you see back in those days these guys are good in tasting wine they know amen he tasted the wine he said my word this wine uh-uh, this is the best of the best the lord is preserving the best for last tell the devil Tell the powers of darkness. Tell that spirit that is lying to you. That you've been preserved. You've been kept. Your best has been kept for last. The God is at work in you. That God is not done with you. That the more they say darkness is covering the earth. The more we hear uh, that yes, all these things are going to be happening. There's going to be economic crunch. There's going to be economic collapse. There's going to be war here. There's going to be death there. There's going to be, listen to this. Let them say that's their own belief. But guess what? We are rising up. We are the voice of a new day. We are the voice of a new day. We are the voice of the new day. We are the emerging order, hallelujah, of the Davidic house. We are the house of God rising up. We are the church of Christ. Hallelujah. Becoming, yes, what the spirit of God has ordained us to be as a force to be reckoned with. We are bringing light. We are bringing hope. We are bringing healing and deliverance to the nation. We are bringing restoration. We are bringing transformation to the city. Let it be proclaimed. Let it be erred from America to Europe to Asia to Africa to the Pacific. Let every part of the world begin to know and hear that this is a new day that the church of the Lord is just 
emerging. The church of the Lord, the church of the Lord, the ecclesia of the Lord is taking a rightful place. It's not over yet. And so, Father, we thank you. We glorify your holy name this morning. Thank you, Father, for, yes, your zeal shall perform these things. We honor you, God, that your zeal shall perform this thing. You will be exalted. You will be glorified. Your name, Lord, yes, Father, once again shall be known and shall be heard in the earth. Your power, your glory, Father, yes, Lord, shall break every hold of the enemy, shall break the chains of darkness over our minds, over our thoughts. In the name of Jesus, we declare that we will honor you. We will glorify you. And so we pray. Pray, may your kingdom come. May your will be done. As it is done in heaven, let it find inroad. Let it find inroad into our space, into our lives, into our homes, into the life of our children, into the life, yes, Lord, our community in Jesus' name. The light of God is shining. Darkness is disappearing right now. Darkness is fleeing. For the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We thank you for the liberty of your spirit. We thank you for the healing of your spirit. We thank you for the provision of your spirit. We thank you for the supply of your spirit. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for everyone watching me this morning, listening. Lord, I thank Thank you, Father, for the things that your spirit has begun to establish in them. Thank you, Father, for your prophetic counsel that is finding expression in them. Thank you, Lord, for infusing them, O oh God, with your heart, with your mind. Thank you, Lord, that nothing can stop them. What you have begun in them, you are able to perfect, O oh God, uh, even unto the days of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, my Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are revealing yourself to us in a new way, in a fresh way. Thank you this day that we are able to rise up and journey to the place beyond uh, the minds of men. We're coming, Lord. We're coming. We're coming. As we hear your voice, we're coming. Lord, as you said to Abraham, walk before me and be mature. Father, we are walking this day. We are walking out of our fear. We're walking out of our, of our limbness. We're walking out of our doubt. We're walking out of fear. We're walking out of poverty. We're walking out of your God, the disappointment of the past and we're entering into a new day. A day of joy, a day of grace, a day of power, a day of victory, a day of deliverance hallelujah we celebrate this glorious day this is your day this day the 22nd of the month of june we proclaim the lord is glorified amen and amen well i want to once again thank everyone this morning that have joined us to be part of this wonderful wonderful time of expression I saw somebody join us once again this morning, uh, trying to connect to your, to your name. Thank you so very much. Matthias, Matthias, thank you. Thank you so very much, my dear brother Matthias. Really appreciate it. Thank you for connecting. Really, really appreciate it. It's nice to have you join. Thank you. I appreciate your comment. Amen. Thank you so very much. want to thank everybody this morning that have been part of this broadcast. May God continue to strengthen you. May God continue to lift you up. May he continue to shine his good face upon you. May he give you peace. May he give you rest. As he continue to change our perspective, may we live life, amen, in the glory of his name. Thank you so very much. Please share this link, amen. Let people know what God is doing. Let them know, amen, that there is a new sound in the earth. Let them know, amen, that God is moving. God is speaking to us, amen. Let them know that the church of the Lord is advancing and the gate of hell cannot prevail. 
God bless you. Thank you so very much. I'll see you again, hopefully, today or tomorrow. Uh, I'm planning. Okay, let me not. Let me, let me just leave it there. I'll, I'll, very soon, I'll see you. God, God bless you. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.